Welcome to the Lighthouse Financial Advisors Money Over 50 podcast with Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Lighthouse Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50. We're back with part two uh, of our podcast about profit first. Now to talk about the Michael. If you haven't listened to part one, stop immediately. Go back and do that. (laughs) So in the interest of not repeating myself, which I'm told I do a lot, especially if I have a few beverages, um, I I won't repeat what I said in, in, in part one. But um, we, we had we had a lot of very very wise very valid things to say in that. But now we're just going to talk about the nuts and bolts of it. So yep. this this will not make any sense unless you go back to that. that so we're going to start with the assumption yeah. that that we want uh, for a couple to maximise the fifty thousand dollars a year that they're allowed to put into superannuation. Yep. Um, let's just imagine that their employers are putting in the equivalent of twenty thousand. Equivalent of twenty thousand dollars combined, so ten thousand dollars each. So they need to find thirty thousand dollars of of disposable income. Yep. And they've got it there. We know that they've got it there. Yes. Anecdotally we see yeah. all of our clients that we set this up for. Yeah. Uh, they can find it. Yeah. So um um we're gonna assume that they can do it. Uh look it's it's beneficial because it helps them add half a million dollars yeah. to their retirement savings over the last ten years of their working life. Yeah. So here's the logistics of how to actually do this. So in the book Profit First by Michael Michaelwitz, you really uh, like that name, don't you? It's a great name. <laughs> His parents have actually yeah, they've gone out of their way. They've consciously yeah. said yeah. we're going to call this. I always think it's great you know, when you when you see a, a especially if you see a man with that name because you go, it's not like he married someone and took their no. last name and went, oh, geez, now my name's Michael Michaelwitz. Yeah. He was he was yeah. born and his parents looked at him and said, we're going to call you Michael. Yeah. Was Look, he probably wouldn't, he pro- I would say that he wouldn't have written Profit First, the book, <laughs> if he was called John. Um, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's forced his path. Yeah, forced his path. It's a bit like the boy named Sue, really. Yeah, anyway, we digress. <laughs> so, um, look, he, he talks about logistically how you would you would do that for a business. So how you would actually put your money put yeah, put the put your profit first. Put the profit first. Yeah. Um, away, uh, so that the business has a predefined uh, percentage or dollar value of profit. Yep. We used the example before. The old method yeah. um, expenses always expand. Yeah. So yeah. a company can be turning over a million dollars of revenue. Yeah. They could have nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars of expenses. And only have fifty thousand dollars of profit under profit first. Yeah, they make a they make a conscious decision to um, generate a three hundred thousand dollars profit. Yeah, so they put that money away straight away um, as it's coming in, as that million dollars revenue is coming in. They put three hundred thousand dollars away. That's their profit. They have seven hundred thousand dollars left over, and all of their expenses have to fit under that. Yeah. So it talks about the 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 health industry, the diet industry. So, I mean. Four main premises yeah, of a which, diet. Which we, we actually do the same thing all the time for personal finances. So that's yeah. where this is lined up perfectly. Is we often use that analogy of people's diet, people's um, yeah. that sort of routine as 
the best analogy for your financial health. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's an easy one to understand. Everyone at some stage yeah. has been on yeah. a diet or yeah. training hard. Yeah. Or, well, yeah. well, the thing about it is everyone has a diet. Everyone eats something. Everyone has so a whether, diet. Whether it's yeah. a conscious thing or whether... In the same way, it's like when people say, I don't have a budget. No, but you have, you have the you way have you budget, spend your yeah, money. Exactly, you just, yeah. You just, whether you know it or not. So some of the, I mean, some of the concepts that you hear for when, you diet, when you're dieting, um, use smaller plates. So it's a, it's a, it's a nudge. Yep. In make effect, it, so you make can't fit as much yep. on, um, on the plate, of course. Yep. Uh, serve sequentially. So eat your vegetables first because yep. obviously they're... Um, Yep. They're the, they're the, the good things. They're, they're filling, yeah. <laughs> yep. And um, and if you leave them to last, you'd fill up on other stuff. Yep. Carbohydrates, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or sugars before yeah. you actually ate the veggies. Yeah. Um, number three, remove temptation. This is a big one for me. Yeah. Um, I think you're yeah, a yeah. part of this. Yeah, so yeah, don't have yeah. junk food in the house. If it's there, you'll yeah. probably eat it. Yeah. And, and number four, enforce a rhythm. So... Uh, you know, don't and actually regular, eat when you're hungry. Have a regular set time. Have a regular routine yeah. of what you eat when you eat. Yeah, and then there's all sorts of nudges now, isn't there? Like yeah. you can you can only eat yeah. um, for ten hours. hours of the day, for yeah. example. So yeah. you have your this, breakfast, this and then is, you can the only eat dinner later than ten hours later. This is the one that I I do a lot of this, and and it's sort of a running joke in our household where I go, I, I you know, it's the latest buzz buzzword is the intermittent fasting. So I go, I don't have yeah. breakfast, but I have six dinners. <laughs> so, yeah. I actually did the 40-hour famine. <laughs> I knew you were going to roll this out. one time. I uh, I split it up though into it took me a whole week to do it. So I, I still donated money, which is the main thing. But um, yeah, I, uh, but uh, I, no. I had something to eat. Took a three-hour break. <laughs> went again and went again. No. Um, so I think, but and this is obviously what we'll go through now is that there's. Your diet is a really good example because everyone knows probably what they should do, and every different fad or every different um, latest UBIT thing, a lot of it all ties back to these same things. You know, yeah. there's there's these basic concepts that if you get this right, you'll you'll probably be fine. You know, yes. you you won't. Um, how you how you necessarily do this doesn't matter as much as getting these getting these main main things right if you tick the box on all four of these things yep you will probably be fine both in your diet and and in your financial and life. their their nudges were a big fan of nudges so yep. things that just happen automatically yep. you set up automatically they happen yeah um they you know they, they nudge you into doing right. it, i so. think that's that's why that's probably why diet and uh, finances are such a good analogy is because by its very nature making decisions if you have to make decisions about mm. If you're making decisions about food, you're making decisions under a time when you are hungry. Yep. So you do not want to be making decisions at that point in time. It's it's the last thing that you should be doing. Yep. In the same way that if you're making decisions about your money as you go to spend it, that's the worst time to make it because yeah. you're just about to have the sugar hit of I get to buy that I've thing or I get to yeah. yeah, spend it. So spot on. So I think this is kind of where we've said these four these four uh, different concepts here, if you put these in place to the mindset first of paying yourself first or yep. profit first uh, or savings first on a household level. And then if you get these four things right, this will happen automatically. This is this is how you actually make that mindset shift yep. effective. Absolutely. So, and it works for, for any income level. Yeah. So you can work, you can apply this across any income That's level. That's exactly right. Yeah. So um, number one, use smaller plates. So adapting that financially. Yeah. Um, uh, so instead of having all of your money going to a bank account yep. and not knowing what yep. the money is in there for, yep. um, 
advocate using small plates or, or dispersing that money into separate smaller little Bank bundles. Yep. Um, yep. Number one, the profit account. Yep. Uh, so you disperse money into the profit account. Now we think the best profit yep. account for almost everyone is their superannuation fund. Yep. Um, so you, you disperse it into there, you actually pay money into your superannuation fund and yep. you set it up automatically so it goes in there. Yep. Um, that's your profit. Yep. That is effectively your profit because yep. the rest of your money is going to go. Yep. Um, uh, number two, a bills account. You hate this part of, of the budget. <laughs> no, I hate but, yeah, but I hate you it, like, but I You like part one You like part one, putting your profit money away yep. first. So the whole premise of this is actually saying, okay, we're going to, out of whatever our income is, yep. we're going to ring, in this example, it doesn't have to be this amount, but in this yep. example, $30,000 a year out yep. of our household is going to go into our profit account. Yep. So um, they're gonna, these people are going to put $30,000 a year into yep. their superannuation fund. So that's their profit for the year, yep. effectively. And so practically, like you're saying, if, you, if you're earning, you know, if, if you've got that, Hundred eighty thousand dollars a year. These and these are the things where, and we'll talk a bit about this where, in enforcing rhythm. But practically, the, the money hits the bank account every fortnight or every month, every week, or whenever you get paid. That's where you're saying is that's a big plate. So if you're if you're yeah. sitting there looking at that lump sum of money that's hit the tin, you're going, "This is great. What are we going to do with that money?" Yeah. Whereas the minute that you go, "Okay, well, this bit comes off the top, so it might be twelve hundred bucks a fortnight." Goes that goes out straight away. That gets be paid into our super fund, so that's gone. Immediately, that plate gets a bit smaller. Yep. And you go, oh, okay, well, we've only got this much left over. And then you've got that bills account set up over to one side. Yep. And you've transferred some of the money across to there for your irregular, irregular expenses. You, you know, your, yeah. uh, all those, all those. So let's talk there. about that bills account too. Yeah. No, so if we have to, I suppose. If we have to. <laughs> so, so things that come in frequently all the time, like electricity bills. Yeah. Uh, like rates, like yeah. water, like yeah. home insurance, like car yeah. insurance. People people act like it's a massive big surprise <laughs> yeah, that, this, that this expense is coming. Yeah, yeah. So what a bills account does yeah. is it just chops that money up into yeah. into pay cycles. So if you get paid fortnightly, yeah. And on the big, let me digress a bit. Back to your big plates. Yeah. People tell us all the time, "Where's all our money gone? We earned yeah, one hundred eighty thousand yeah. dollars last year, or we earned." Yeah. Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars last year. We've yeah. got nothing. Yeah. Where's our money going? So that's a big. That's a huge big plate. Yeah, that's now right. They've, they've been paid in twenty six fortnights yeah. on that amount. They've had tax come out of that, yeah. and then they've yeah. like they've just sort of did bits and pieces. Let them to, to yeah. habits where they've fruited that away. Yeah. So the bills account, what it does is actually says, okay, let's add up all of your rates. Let's yeah. add up all of your insurances. Let all these things that we know are going to come in. Yeah. Um, let's divide that by twenty six. Yeah. And add a ten yeah. percent variance buffer. on top of it. Yeah. Buffer onto that. And we're just going to throw that money into our account every single pay cycle. So if yep. you get paid fortnightly, you set up a recurring transfer, paying yep. it into that. Yep. Now, the important thing with this bills account, never ever rob this account yep. because it's it's stuff that is definitely going to come out. Yeah. At the <laughs> end of the year, this account will have zero dollars. This is this is the, the, the point, isn't it, where you, you have the the concept of, I've got a bills account set up and I put money, if I run out of money every week, I pull money back out of the bills account. No. You, you that, find people pulling money well out of the bills account that. all the time when the rates come in. Yeah. Yeah. And they've got zero dollars in their account. Yeah. And you say, what what happened there? And they said, oh, we borrowed a bit. And you look at the transaction history and they're borrowing $100 yeah. back every yeah. fortnight yeah. from that account. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and this is what you're saying. Again, paying yourself first is you go in, yeah. in, in order that, you know, it's it's really got to go. It's got to go and it's got to be thought of as that's gone now. Yes. That money is, that 
that's been allocated. Whatever's left on our plate is what we've got left over. It's yep. not a thing of, well, but if we, if we want a bit more, we can dip into that. It's this is what we have left over after yep. after the profit's gone, after the bills account's gone. Yep, and then and the third one is your discretionary spending account. Yep. So the first two are non-negotiable. Yep. So we know that we, we want to take yep. um, a profit and yep. we want to pay that profit to ourselves first. Yep. Um, point two is the bills account. We know that we have fixed expenses that are going to come at that are going to come in, yeah. um, like your rates and your and your insurances and things like that. What's left over is your discretionary spending account. So that's the last amount. So um, and effectively, you can you, with discretionary spending account, um, you can fill your boot yeah. and spend that on <laughs> yeah. whatever you want at yeah. that point in time because you've taken care yeah. of the most important things first. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is so. This is you know, as much as I joke about I find budgeting boring. I, I find it boring to talk about in, in, in great detail, but I, I like to get it right at the start. And this is a yeah, thing I talk about with my clients is getting this right at the start. Now I do this personally where yeah. I've got I've got the the amount of the waterfall of money coming into my bank account <laughs> goes about seven different things where it, money comes in, Nicola and I transfer ourselves out a certain amount of money. You know, we've got a bills account, we've got all that, we pay ourselves, yeah, we pay some soup and things like that. Then we've also got even the money that hits my personal bank account for me to spend every week. Yeah. I've got, I've got trickles down, into other trickles accounts. down into other. <laughs> I've got this one for this one punters club that I'm in. I've got this other account here that goes across yeah. to Good Fenrir's Craig Menkins for for another punters club that I'm in. There's <laughs> there's all these different bits and pieces so that yeah. what you're left with is every week there's next to nothing in that account, yeah. and which lines up because I don't tend to spend much money week to week, but you go, whatever's left over there is just what I have. Yep. So I do that on a Monday. If I go if I go to lunch Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday or do something like that or buy something, there's yep. just no money left in that. Yes. And, and it's not a question of, you know, what what having I don't have to decide then. I just go, that was the plate, that's that's the size of the meal that I've decided each week that I'm gonna eat. Yep. That's gone. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter. It makes all those decisions much easier because I go, that's all there is. There is yep. no then dipping into other things. It's just what's left over. Yeah. So point one, use small plates. Point two, serve sequentially. So eat your vegetables first. Yeah. Um, and we just actually touched on that yeah. point two. We said, so, yeah. make sure you're putting in the money into your super fund first. Yeah. Uh, treat that as a non-negotiable thing. That's your veggies. Yeah. Um, the good stuff. Yeah. Uh, then to your bills account. Then yep. lastly, to your discretionary account. I, th- I think the, the one that I find uh, interesting about this point, which is if you l- really think of it as sequent- as that one, two, three sequence, is that super comes first. So, mm. which, again, it's the most boring thing and, and you know, least exciting, but again, look, it's Look, it's boring important. until you're going on a $40,000 <laughs> holiday every <laughs> yeah, year yeah. when you retire yeah. versus your, your yeah. friends that haven't made these yeah. hard choices and yeah. they're not doing any of that sort yeah. of stuff. But <laughs> it's, it becomes... It, it becomes remarkably exciting, then. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, yes, you know, I, I agree completely. But in the moment, it's the least exciting thing. It is. But, yeah. but I think that's the whole point is if you just go, that's non-negotiable. It's not up for, it's not a decision every week. The super money goes first and then the bills account goes second. Yeah. And then what is, whatever's left over in the discretionary account is, is what you can spend. But to me, what gets really interesting here is for some people, when they do this, Every week they want to spend more than what they've got left over, mm. and if you go in order of one, two, three, the discussion you have then is okay. Well, we don't have enough money left over every week. 
the first step is to go back to your bills, is to then relook at your bills. It's not to look at the super and go, oh, do we dial that back? Because again, that's that, non-negotiable. What you actually do is go, is our house too big? Yeah, should that, we, should that's, we a, that's a great point to make because, yeah. because um, you often look at your discretionary expenses, yeah. Yeah. But, but, and you ignore your fixed expenses, yep. Um, like car payments, yeah, like mortgage yeah, payments, right. things like that. Yeah. So, but but in reality, yeah, um, the with car payments, for yeah. example, yeah. that's that's something that is adjustable. Yes. Over time, and you yeah. can, you can actually go through that and well, and, yeah, none none of I mean we've talked to this before about different. Uh, we talked you know recently about a podcast about mistakes that have been made, and, and even if it's not a mistake, even if it's something that did suit you at a certain point of your life, and it now doesn't because you've decided that actually I want to allocate that money elsewhere. There is very very few things in our financial life that we can't change so when people yeah. say oh well i've got this car payment you can go and sell that car you can sell that car and pay out that loan in most cases yeah yeah we've got we've got all these you know home maintenance things you can sell that house you can go and sell that house and rent a unit somewhere or you could yep. and again this isn't just for everyone they're going to do this but i think it's a good it's a good forcing mechanism to go if i'm running out of money every week the first thing that i push back into is, yes. Well, the first thing is to you know, spend less. Is, is to is to do I actually need to spend that money that I want to spend every week? And then the second thing to push back into is the bills account and go. Well, if I'm allocating forty thousand dollars a year for for you know, bills and then going well of those, I don't really get much value out of my car repayment. I don't really I don't want to spend all this money on um, you know house insurance for this big house that we had more kids at home. We don't want to. Uh, mm. That's where you go first. Before, before you and, you and you really never want to get back to that level. Okay, looking at super and do we dial? You first look at that in order of what do I spend every week, and then what am I allocating for bills, and can I chew that down before you even touch? You know, do we need to dial back or put in the super? Look, and the goal is to to add over the last ten years of your working life half a million dollars to your superannuation balance or your retirement savings balance. Um, that. That enhances someone's retirement remarkably. Mm. Um, it allows them to do many, many different things. One is they can treat that money as a pure yeah. extra money and they can run that down over yeah. say, the first 20 years of their retirement to, yeah. to, to go on that $40,000 a yeah. year. Oh, that's right. Travel uh, or, or holiday or travel the world or they can um, you know, do some other things. Like They can actually yeah. do some, what some of our other clients have done, which is the first five years of retirement. Um, I've travelled through Europe and, and then yeah. uh, North America um, back to back and I think continuously. This, so there's there's plenty of things you can do. Yeah. So you're giving up stuff. It, it it just once you once you get this right, it doesn't feel like you're giving up anything. No, that's right. Yeah. I think that's probably the key as well. Is and we talk about this a lot in our early stages of yeah. You have to get the why right before you get the how. Mm. So we can talk about if if you don't have if people aren't haven't bought into what they are putting that money into super for, mm. if it's and this is kind of what we're saying that the dynamic of I never want the dynamic with my clients to be like a, a parent child relationship where they go, oh, Dallas said I've got to put this money into super and oh he's he's a real meanie and I don't want to do that and we just want to do this fun. It's a big sort of a joke and I'm going, <laughs> I don't care. It's your retirement. You're going to be the one who. It's it's funny because it's um, sometimes framed like they're putting it into your super yeah, fund. <laughs> Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna want you're gonna want this money. It doesn't that, go to that, me. It just goes that, into your super fund. Absolutely, like people have to care more about their retirement than we care yeah. about it. Yeah. So we, I mean, we do we do care about it, but yeah. people have to care about it more. That's right. Um, yeah. And, and that, their own retirement. And that's a, I guess a really good point there is if you, 
when people have bought into that, that sequence makes complete sense because it's basically then, if you look at it, is um, the first thing you're allocating for is your future self in five to ten years, which is your, your super fund, your super contributions to get yourself in a position to retire the way you want to. So that comes first. Then the second bit is, okay, your future self over the next six to 12 months is, I know there's going to be a rates bill that comes in in, in a few months' time, and I'm going to have to pay that. So if you don't allocate for those super contributions to enter that bills account, you're only hurting yourself because you are going to have a rates bill in three months' time, and you are going to hit 65 and have the amount of money in super that you want. So that's what you're talking about in terms of serving sequentially is, Take care of your future self first before you before you really um, go. Well, whatever's left over, I can let my lizard brain just go mad and spend <laughs> that money on whatever I want to, yeah. because I know that I've already allocated for my future self. And and it's it's again a nudge, is not you just get into the habit of doing yeah. that. We're probably jumping ahead for for, for, for point four here. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. point three, uh, remove temptations that don't have junk food in the house. Yeah. Um, look, adapted financially. Yeah. What you need to do is make it hard to access your money that yep. you put away for for your profit. Yep. So, look, there's just no better way than superannuation. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. For, because while we're working, for yeah. most people, they yeah. don't they actually just cannot access that money back. That's right. Once it's gone, it's, it's gone for good. Yep. Um, we have another rule of thumb where we tell people don't ever access your investments if yep. you're investing and you do have access to it. Yeah. Um, if you have to put less into it for whatever reason, then put less into it. But yeah. treat the money that you've put in there as it's gone, gone forever, or not not forever, but it's gone for yeah. you know a good period of time. So yeah. that's so it's a really easy one this one yeah. because you can if you put money into superannuation, um, then then for most people that is they just there would only be a handful of people out of every thousand that would have access to their superannuation yeah. before they wanted to retire. It's um, it is it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because you, this is something that I've changed how I communicate this over the last ten years of sort of my working life. Is that I remember when when I was starting out, people would often ask you know, if I, particularly with younger clients, when you're looking at investing in your own name versus going super's easy because it's legislated. Yeah. But someone setting up an investment, or uh, people often have a similar mindset with paying money off their off their home loan, where people will make a comment of. Yeah, well, we'll pay that money off the mortgage, and and if we get stuck, we can sort of redraw on it, and that's that's one that I used to kind of go, yeah, I guess you could. Now I say no, that's yeah. not. You cannot even approach it with that mindset because that is that is that temptation. All you've done is move it across there. You haven't actually removed it at all. So yeah, and I've I've seen some really bad cases of that where people were yeah you know, the old. There was a model going around for a while that the put everything on your credit, credit card yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> yeah. have your pay deposited straight into your home loan. Yeah, and, and just, what we used to see is that people's home loan would drop by ten thousand with their pay. Yeah, but their credit card bill miraculously <laughs> was ten thousand, sometimes twelve thousand dollars. So their actual mortgage would would tread water. Yeah, or it would um, yeah. or it would uh, even. It had even if yeah. they had yeah. the room to move there, it would yeah. even go backwards, yes. which, which which wasn't great either. So, no. and that's I think that's this is a uh, a really easy one with your finance because, like you say, it's either just put that money into super, which it's legally mm. mandated you cannot get that money out. Mm. If if you are doing other things like uh, paying off, you're making extra repayments of your home loan. Mm. I, I'm the same thing applies. We have talked to different people that have an offset account. They go, oh, we just build up money in our offset account. It doesn't work as well because no. the money's sitting there. Whereas if you go, you know, rather than save a thousand dollars a fortnight into your offset account, just pay a thousand dollars a fortnight off your home loan, 
you will find that you are far less likely to pull that money back out of your home loan yep. than you are to just spend it if it's sitting there in a bank account ready to go. Look, I, I agree. Um, you ha- there's something subconsciously about paying it off a loan yeah. you, where you subconsciously treat that money as gone. Yeah, Whereas right. if it's an account, by yeah. its very nature, it is it is just a bank account. Yeah. And people are far more likely to come up with a, a well, reason to get that well, bank account down. It, it, it is actually a good way to use our, our built-in loss aversion. If you look at your, if you look at your again the online statement where if you've got an offset account and it says there's a plus and it's normally green mm. and it says plus ten thousand dollars in your offset account mm. versus so someone who owes two hundred thousand dollars in their home line and there's ten thousand dollars sitting in an offset account, their net position is one hundred ninety thousand. There might be someone else who has taken that $10,000 and they've paid it off their home loan. What they see is bank account, $0. $0 they yeah. see home loan, negative $190,000. Yeah. They don't go, what am I going to do with that $10,000? No, it's true. They just go, geez, we've still got $190,000 to go. Let's stay focused. Yeah. Let's, let's keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, you're right. Uh, the other big one I find with, with that, it ties into, as you said before, about not robbing that bills account, is that that has to be, you have to be self-aware enough to go, what what are you actually likely to be able to stick to? For some people, I know that they've got a they've got their bills account that they have to physically go into a bank to to yeah. transact out of it because they know that they'll 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 be at the pub on Saturday and have six beers and it's just too easy to jump on your phone and transfer money back out of your bills account into here to be yeah. able to you know, you know go and, and back the next sure thing at Randwick or to get another round of beers for your mates or something. So repeat again. Never ever rob your bills account. <laughs> did you did you listen to the latest animal experiments? No, like no. Um, on there, it's a, it's a podcast. Um, uh, they actually had a story, and they actually played portable footage of of Gene Hackman and Dustin Hoffman yeah. when they were poor struggling actors yeah. in in um, Los Angeles. Huh? They actually um, uh, so uh, Dustin Hoffman had jars. Of money, yeah, and right. um, so he had he had um, rent in this one, yeah. and <laughs> <laughs> other expenses in here, and all this, yeah. and he had one with food, yeah. And Gene Hackman's story goes: Gene Hackman came around to visit him, yeah. And he said, "Gene, can I borrow some money off you?" Yeah, and it's funny because Gene Hackman says, I, w- "I didn't have much work at the time either. My my wife was working, so I had a bit of money. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I said, yeah, how much do you need?" And he said, five dollars, and say. So Dustin Hoffman's taken this $5 yeah. in front of Gene Hackman, gone and put it into this jar yeah. um, on his windowsill. It yeah. was a jar for food. Yeah. And um, Gene Hackman's like, what are you doing? Like, you've got money that I, yeah. that I own in all these other jars. <laughs> yeah. I can't rob, I can't rob, can't rob those accounts to, to yeah, put right. it into the food jar. Well, so he's, yeah. he's actually borrowed money off. Um, well, the thing about it, that's, that's I guess, the, the point of like that, that yeah, is that if he didn't borrow the five bucks off him then, he was only going to borrow the money off him when, he, when his rent came due the next week anyway. So he's going to be in the same position. <laughs> yeah. I, thought it was, I thought it was funny. It was, it's, that's the way you have to do it with yeah. the bills account. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, uh, number four, enforce a rhythm. So this is a simple one yeah. for, uh, because our rule of thumb for everyone is this has to be done yeah, every on pay. every pay. Yeah. So if you get paid weekly, you're, and you want to put $30,000 a year into superannuation, yep. uh, effectively you're paying almost $600 a week yep. into your superannuation fund. Yep. If you get paid fortnightly, you're doing double that amount, you're doing $1,200 every fortnight. Yep. Uh, enforcing a rhythm is about setting up 
setting up uh, automation, which is so easy to do yeah. with modern internet banking. Yep. Where you're basically saying, okay, I'm going to BPay. I'm going to set a recurring BPay. Yep. Fortnightly. Yeah. Um, our money hits the account. You know, on a on a on a Wednesday every second week. Yep. Uh, we have all of our transfers come yep. out Thursday. Yep. On that, so exactly we have twelve hundred dollars pushed. Six hundred dollars goes into. Yep. Spouse A's account, six hundred yeah. goes into spouse B. Yeah, um, that's yeah, yeah, we have we have another we have another fifteen hundred dollars that goes into our bills account because we've added up our bills for that's the year. Yeah. Uh, and we know that we've got um, uh, about fifteen hundred dollars worth of bills yeah. on average every fortnight. So that builds up in that account. Yeah. Hey, that's great because when we have a rates bill due and mm-hmm. also Home insurance, yeah, and, and car yeah. insurance, and electricity bill, in all in the one fortnight, we've actually got yeah ten thousand dollars in this bills account now, yeah, where we can pay that because we've been building up it over that period of time, and you have the remainder of your money stay in your your yeah. pay account, or you trickle it down into yeah. other accounts like you do. <laughs> yeah, um, look, the more accounts, the better because yeah. because and you can auto you can automate all that, so That's you can right. have these, yeah. you can have yeah. There's no limit to the amount of transfers you can have. Yeah. Um, so you're having, and you nickname, you know, you nickname those accounts exactly what they like. Yeah. So you nickname that account, bills account. You nickname yeah. another account, discretionary spending. If you yeah. want to burrow down off, yeah. off that and yeah. say, here's, yeah, um, yeah. You know, my beer account. Here's my, uh, <laughs> yeah, for, for, yeah. Here's, here's, here's my, here's my clothing account yeah. and all yeah. of those. Yeah, you can see what. But yeah, the I think the big thing with this is, um, to me, this this step is the is the key for people who this is how you should think about your money for people who don't want to think about money most of our clients and most of the people that we talk to they don't like, i don't even like talking about budgeting and i'm a no. financial advisor so you go the the reason why you get this right or you come up with this plan or you do this now is so that you don't have to think about it on a regular. like i never have to sit there every week and go gee i wonder how much money i've got left over i just know it just happens every week i don't have to think about it at all yeah. it's just what's left over and that's now, if you look at a lot of, you know, going back to the diet thing, a lot of the work of a, of a dietitian, and this is kind of our, our role as the advisor, is that six months, we're, we're basically coming up with a meal plan or a financial plan for the next six months when we meet with people. So this is what you need to do. So that mm. you then, and, and you're breaking that down through each of these steps to go, this is the rhythm of, this is what I need you to do every pay for the next six months. And that's all there is. That's all you have to go and do. You leave your meeting with us and go, okay, well, I just need to set up this one BPay. The rest of it can just happen. We only amend what we need to amend. You really need to have a rhythm in place or have this structure, this, this fortnightly or weekly structure in place. Otherwise, it becomes something that you have to think about every week. And most people don't want to think about it every that's, week. That's right, yeah. So it's really easy to do now. Um, back when Dustin Hoffman was a yeah. struggling actor. <laughs> so he thinking. had to actually take money out of the bank. Yeah. He had to walk into the branch, get yeah. money out, or get yeah. money yeah. probably paid to him by the studio yeah. in a little, in yeah. a little yeah. orange yeah. envelope. Yeah. And then he had to actually go and put it in the yeah. put it in the various, you know, yeah. work it out on an envelope, yeah. what his expenses were, put that into the varying jars. Yeah. Now now we can just automate it yeah. and not, not think about it. And the great thing with recurring transfers so again, if you paid fortnightly mm. and you have recurring transfers, um, and if you know that you have massive expenses for whatever reason mm. for that fortnight, you can you can potentially dial down 
yeah. your profit account. So yeah. you could go in there and you, you wouldn't dial down your bills account. You're gonna have those bills. You might yeah. look at them later yeah. on and say, how do yeah. I reduce these bills? Yeah. But you wouldn't dial them down for that fortnight. Yeah. But if you if you needed to, yeah. you could then go in there and say, look, I yeah. can only put in $100 this fortnight to my superannuation fund, I'll have $600 or other. Now, I'm going to argue with that. I'd say you I, wouldn't do I, that at all. I, I would say what you would do, and I've actually got, got I've done exactly this with where they've got a variable, they've got variable income. So what I've worked out is that you have a, you have a structure, like a, a recurring transfer setup of, they will have at least $600 a fortnight left over. And we worked that out based again on, this is what they need to put aside. They always have $600 a fortnight. Now, to spend, Some, to spend. No, no, sorry, to put in the super. Yeah. They, they put 600 a fortnight in. There are some fortnights where they their income is higher and there are other fortnights where their income might be higher might be higher. So there is variability in their income. What we've basically done is said, that's non-negotiable. The 600 a fortnight is non-negotiable. That goes into super. Now, every pay, you can then decide how much extra you want to put in. And that's what you're saying is... Yeah. For them, their structure is a, is a bit different because it's variable. They go, okay, well, done a lot of overtime this fortnight. I've got probably a spare five hundred thousand dollars that we could put in as well. They go in and do that, but it becomes something where we go. I always think there's a there's a base level that you go. That's non-negotiable. And yeah, like look, say, I, look, it's no, I, I, I agree. It's just a it's a nice little peace of mind thing where people have that. No, no peace of mind. No one gets <laughs> peace of mind. <laughs> People don't do it. Like I know, yeah. I know that people don't do it. So yeah. once you automate this, yeah, they don't do it. No, that's right. If they have to, yeah, for whatever, yeah. Um, like I said, yeah. if, if something comes up that yeah. they just because it's no good actually putting that stuff on your credit card either. Like, yeah. Um, well, that, that, like I would say, rob it out of your out of your discretionary expenses account. Yeah, so if you, yeah, yeah. An extra six hundred dollars worth of expenses, and you have yeah, five hundred dollars yeah. in, in your discretionary expenses. We yeah. just don't go out there. Yeah, fortnight. yeah that's you, right. From fine. that, yeah. But because um, I, I do agree, people can get into the habit of then. Yeah, every something yeah. comes up, yeah. they that. But once it's automated, yeah, um, don't tend to. That's like, exactly they just right. adapt. They yeah. just adapt. Money just hits their account. Yeah, it's almost as if they're just being taxed more. Yes. by the ATO. If the ATO said tomorrow, yeah, the taxes are going to be double. Yeah, you're going to pay an extra thirty thousand dollars in tax. Yeah, people would just have to suck it up. Yeah, because it wouldn't even hit their bank account. Yeah, um, no, that's exactly so. Right. What it is 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 just going into your your you know your superannuation fund. Yeah, before it actually hits your your bank account, you can do it salary sacrifice. Yeah, um, there's a couple of different there's a couple of different ways you can yeah. do that. So salary sacrifice it never hits your bank account. Yeah. Um, uh, the way the code doing it is that it actually hits your bank account. Yeah, you contribute it and you claim the tax act at the end of the year. Yeah, and that's that's a nice little yeah. thing as well because you're getting back. You know, yeah. in the case of a, a couple that's putting in thirty thousand dollars combined, they're getting back yeah. an average of about ten thousand dollars as a tax return, and that's a nice little force saving as well. It's a yeah. one. It's a so it's a once off. Yeah, lump sum. Every twelve months that they can use for things like travel yeah. um, or their big ticket item. And a good point you make there. So now that I've jumped all over it, I'll, 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 That's good. I'll let you have, let you have a bit of it. <laughs> no, I think that you, you're also making there is that things change over time, and so yeah. the whole point, like I was saying, is the point of your plan is not so that you you don't want to either set something up and never look at it again, and you also don't want to set something up and have to think about it every week. No. So that's we've we've ended up in a rhythm of six monthly reviews with our clients. So it's probably about the right amount of time where you can see a difference, 
but things have normally changed enough or, or things are starting to change a bit or they're on the horizon that they might need to allow for. So you can adjust each of these things without it having to be a, a huge change, but you've got to get that structure in place first. And the, and the feedback that I've heard as well from our clients is that that's a, they know when a meeting's coming up with us and it keeps them accountable. <coughs> yep. Because if you if you met any, if you stretched your meetings out any longer than that, yeah. then, then people wouldn't, People yeah. don't feel as accountable. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's sort of like going, if you know you're getting weighed in oh, yeah. Yeah. once a month on the first of every month because yep. you, 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 your strength and conditioning cases, you need to yeah. change your body composition, you need to drop this amount of fat, you need to, yeah. to put on this much lean muscle. Um, you know that you got you, that, that weigh-in is coming happen. up. Yeah. It's coming up. No, exactly so, right. Yeah. Um, and we're really good at saying... We're really good at um, not sugarcoating things for people, holding them accountable, yeah. and, and making sure that they that they follow through with the plan. Yep. Um, if the plan has to change, that so if someone's not following the plan, yeah, we then you know, basically have to say to them, well, you need to plan, and yeah. you need to dial down your objectives, and yeah, where you're going to end up. At that- yeah, um, it's because that, that because is the key. You're not following the plan, it's basically it? there's only two things. I always think about this with a lot of a lot of what we do, and a lot of like a lot of this stuff comes back to just seeing reality as it is. So mm-hmm. either, and that's where a six month. If you say to someone, "You guys need to do this over the next six months," and then you know we're we're checking that as we as we normally put it in place. But if they have gone off script at that six decade, you're basically going, this is what has happened over the last six months. And it, you often find that you get, you know, not so much pushback, people go, yeah, well, this is why it happened. You know, it, it, it doesn't, I'm not, I'm it not asking matter. why, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just the reality is this is what has happened. You, you said that you, you agreed that you needed to save $30,000 a year. You haven't been doing that. Yeah. We either need to change what you are gonna be happy to achieve or we change what you do every fortnight. You yeah, can't. It, it's sort of, I guess, like like if you're training, if you say I'm going to train for a half because there's a yeah. running festival coming up. Yeah. And anecdotally, you look back and say, well, what training do yeah. in the last month? Uh, no, well, I didn't do this. I yeah. didn't do this. But I was busy and all of these types of things. I couldn't fit it in that day. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like what you now need to do yeah. is scale down to the 10k yeah. run. Like, you know <laughs> that's what I mean? right. Like, exactly. That's, yeah. that's, that's because yeah. you either have it or you haven't. Well, you so either need to change something in your life so that you can afford to do the training you need yeah. to do, or you need to yeah dial down your ambition. Yeah. But that, and that's I think our, our big thing for us is about it's not about it's not about you know um, it's just about seeing reality. And for a lot of people, they might look at that and go, "I've done the half marathon, but." I don't know, I really don't care that much. I'm happy to do the 5K because yeah. I just don't have to train. I'm going to, that's great, like, go and do that. It's not, it's not about us to say, and this is where you know, I touched on this before, when we're using the example of putting $30,000 into super every year, it's not us saying you have to do that amount. It's no. us sitting down with our clients and saying, based on what you want to achieve, this is what needs to happen. Yeah. So you either can do that or you can't do that, but it, it's, it's, that's what has to happen to achieve the result yeah. that you want. That's right. So wrapping up, um, four points. So you use small plates. Yep. Uh, effectively pay yourself first, so profit first. Yep. And would generally be paying money into your super. super. So in the example here, yep. this couple works out, or we work out for them, 
uh, that they need to put in $30,000 of their $180,000 every year in yep. superannuation. Yep. Um, that money goes in first to their superannuation fund in that hierarchy. Number two, it goes into their bills account. Number three, yep. the rest of the money goes in their discretionary yep. spending account. So make that make that plate of money left over as small as, as, small as possible. As small as possible. Um, and, and you don't have to think about it then. You could blow yep. the whole lot every yep. fortnight on whatever yep. you want to because That's you've right. done the important stuff first. Number two, serve sequentially. Um, we just probably mentioned that. Yeah. So super but, first, but then you say, account, then when you when you're dividing account. that money up, it's got to be divided in that order. Super that first, order. bills account second, yeah. discretionary spend last. Number three, remove temptation. So make it hard to access back your profit money. Yeah. Um, there's a great little thing called superannuation here. Uh, <laughs> you that, might have that actually, the legislation. <laughs> Uh, really uh, inhibits you from taking money back once yep. you've put it in there. So that works a treat for people. Yeah. And number four, enforce a rhythm. This is a really easy one. You get paid fortnightly, you do it fortnightly. If you get paid monthly, you do it monthly. Yep. If you get paid weekly, you do it weekly. You set up automatic transfers. Yep. The day after you get paid, you have the money going to those different accounts. Uh, in that hierarchy, super first, yep. bills second, uh, discretionary expenses third. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Lighthouse Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.